Welcome to the Zero to Five Million Dollar Podcast. I'm Sean Finder, and I'm with my co-host, Ollie Whitfield. This show is brought to you by Autoclose, a vanilla soft company. Ollie, why don't you introduce today's guests and uh, what we're going to be talking about today? All right, folks, I'm breaking my own rules here. So the Zero to Five Million Podcast. Today's guest is nowhere near that range. And I'm going to quickly read you a crunch base, uh, tech crunch title, actually. Terminus raises $90 million to grow its B2B marketing platform, now valued at around $400 million. So that's how far outside of the zero to five million we are. But Sangram Vajray is here today, and I'm excited because he is one of the, I would say, the top names in the world around category creation and selection. So that's stuff like when you hear Sean say, we're a sales engagement platform. Who creates those words, those terminologies? It's folks like Sangram. So welcome along, Sangram. Thanks for being here. Ali, Sean, thanks for having me. It, it does feel a lot further out when you put those numbers in context, zero to five and like 400. But remember, 400 is paper money. The, like until it actually goes and somebody buys it and stuff like that. Like there are companies that were valued at 500, like 200 billion, whatever, and, and never sold for it. We obviously do believe that when we do IPO or whatever, it would come through. But it doesn't feel too far distant to think that we were as zero and we were at 1 million, we were at 5 million. And quite frankly, the decisions we made then is the reason why we were able to be where we are today. So I'm excited to hopefully connect the dots there for people. I love it. So um, could you start off with, I feel like the phrase ABM has been around for quite a while, but you were right at the very start of it. And you've, you've done so much to build the awareness of that basically from nothing. So when did you decide on we're ABM at Terminus? This is what we are. This is what we're going to call ourselves and brand around. And, and maybe tell us what, what did that feel like thinking no one knows that much about what that means. And we, we have to take on a big project here to educate everybody. And now it's so big and everybody knows what it means. But it wasn't like that once upon a time, was it? No, it wasn't. And it still continues to grow. Um, what, what's interesting about that, Ali, is that when we started the company Terminus, we were an advertising company. And, and maybe a lot of people could relate to that. Like you, you start with a, a small problem that you get to solve uh, for a set of people. And then a lot of times people would just stay there and call it that. And we could have been account-based advertising company, right? And, and that would be the, you could see how limiting that would have just made us uh, as a company. And today we would have to reinvent ourselves and call something else. And a lot of companies, I think the zero to 5 million phase make the mistake of just staying too close to the product and not too close to the problem they solve. Let me say that again, because this, this is hopefully people is no taking on this one uh, because it took a while for us to go back in the history books to remember that's what we did is a lot of companies are too close to the product and not too close to the problem. They are product obsessed, not problem obsessed. So in the early days, we just became problem obsessed. Like I don't care about advertising as much as the product really started there. That wasn't uh, what I was excited about, what I was excited was my founders, the rest of the team was excited about was solving a problem. And what was the problem? The problem was less than 1% of the leads were turning into customers. And that was a big problem. Like any company, any CEO should look at their marketing and not have that as an issue. Like why is less than 1% of the leads turning into customer? Doesn't make sense. So we want to solve that problem. So advertising became the first step in that, but we could have been so limited because we're so 
uh, early in the first year we were so successful, we could have been limited by just calling ourselves ad uh, Canvas Advertising. And I promise you, if you would have done that, we probably wouldn't be here where we are today. So it, it's interesting you say that because, and I definitely agree with you, but you know, you guys solving the problem, there's still the other side where, how do you educate the market of the problem? Yeah. So that, like, how did you guys early on educate people like, guys, you need to focus on ABM. This is the strategy you guys need to focus because I always tell people it's, it's tough to teach old dogs new tricks. Yeah. Um, and this is something that was relatively new and you guys really created. So how did you educate the market to know this is the problem that you guys might have or you will have and this is how we're going to help you solve that? I, I love that question, Sean. Uh, one of the things that we were super lucky to, to think through was, uh, and I'll tell you this quick story. I was I was on a flight from San Francisco to Atlanta. This was 2015, yeah, 2014, late 2015 from a MarTech conference. And I was at this conference where they were talking about the funnels. Yeah. The flip my funnel thing wasn't born at that, at that time. And I was on this flight. It's a five-hour flight. I was sitting in the middle seat, no Wi-Fi, sitting next to two drunk people. Not a great idea. So I needed to do something to make myself useful. So I literally took a pen and paper and started to draw the old funnel, the traditional funnel. And out of pure curiosity, maybe boredom, I just flipped it. And I said, well, what if the way we thought about this thing was wrong? What if it was a flipped funnel? Because the problem with the funnel was the less than 1% of the leads turning to customers. That's what people think is the way to future. But everybody knows that we suck at this, but nobody's talking about it differently. Yeah. So what if we just created a new picture of success and flipped the funnel? So the way to educate at the end of the day is really by creating a picture of success. That's what every company should think about doing is how do we create a picture of success for people, but you can't create a picture of success without fully empathizing with the problem that they face. So the whole idea, by the time I landed, this whole flip my funnel thing was born. I, I, I came down, I, I, I bought this $8 domain called flip my funnel <laughs> and, and, and literally started talking about that because if I would have talked about Terminus, yeah, maybe two people have, would have looked at it. Yeah. But as I started talking about the problem, like, hey, look, everybody know, look, this funnel, everybody said, yeah, they know this funnel. It sucks. The traditional funnel sucks. I'm like, well, what if it was different? What if it was reimagined? And it created the flip funnel right across to it, like almost flipped right next to it. It created a mental picture yeah. where people could say, ah, like you could he hear them breathe, right? Like that would be awesome. But nobody had a solution for it. But as a as a idea, it yep. made a ton of sense. And I think that's what I think every company could do is like figure out a way to empathize with the problem. And that's there acutely. And all people need to know is that there is another solution for it. They will jump. They, they were ready to cross the chasm. They're ready to jump. But they didn't know where to jump, how far to jump, how it might look. So creating a picture of success, a real picture of success is, is something I feel every company should attempt to do. Now you said that, it's making a lot more sense in my mind. So I can picture you on that day where you've decided, oh my God, it's flipped the funnel. That, that's how we're going to do it. That's how we're going to create that uh, gold standard. From there, because I was thinking before you said that, if you just do keyword stuff on Google, SEO, PPC, and you do ABM and no one knows what it is, it's nothing equals nothing. But now you've called it something else and you've painted a picture. From that, you can talk about the problem keyword. Yeah, but you're still at zero. So from that, I'm wondering what were the next things you did? So obviously there's content. Maybe you spoke at events, you did other podcasts, 
your own LinkedIn post, that type of stuff. But what what like tactical normal marketing stuff did you do from that inception point? Well, so we were at that point less than a million in revenue, right? Uh, to be to be really honest, close to the zero mark at that point when we when we started off, right? So we didn't have a lot of funding. We didn't have a whole bunch of money sitting around to go create a conference of our own and spend. So we literally said, you know what? We're going to create a flip my funnel conference. And we invited our competitors to come speak at the conference. And this is, this is something that every company should need, need to take a note of is that that is okay. Very few companies would even think about doing that. But we literally invited our competitors and the top 10, I literally created video for the top 10 influencers of that time in B2B and marketing sales. Like, hey, look, we're putting a conference called Flip My Funnel together. It's all about challenging the status quo of marketing and sales. I want you to come and share how would you change the world of business? How would you change the world of marketing and sales if, they want, if you wanted to do it differently? No scripts, no notes, like just completely different things. And I, as soon as they said yes, I was able to get the 10 other competitors. So first five events, Ali, were paid for. We didn't have to pay a dime out of our pocket because these people were there to speak. There were 300, 500 people would show up to attend, to listen to them, not to us, because nobody knew us. Nobody would care who Sangram is at that time. Like it just didn't make any sense. So it was them shining the light on like, hey, here are the brave people who are changing the world of marketing and sales. Put a spotlight on them. We were a booth, even today, when we do a Flip My Conference, we are a booth just like everybody else. So all of our competitors are the same. We are all at the same level. So we gained respect and credibility in the market that we, we're doing the right by the community. We are trying to really focus on the problem. And guess what? At the end of the first conference, we closed 25 deals. So that was just bonus. Like that just changed the way because people are smart. People know who is behind the narrative. People know how. So, so when my keynote happened, my keynote wasn't about Terminus. The keynote was, we got to change the way marketing and sales work. The flip my funnel movement is alive. People want to join this thing. Let's talk about it. We don't have the answer to this question, but we want to be the part of the solution to this problem, not the problem. So it literally, people want to be part of a movement, if you think about it, right? People don't want to be part of a product movement. People want to be part of a movement that allows them to be like, hey, I want to be part of a solution. Like that, that's really what was our tactically, that's what we did the whole first year. We had a marketing team of one that ran events. That was our marketing program. We did four events in the first year in different, different regions in Atlanta, San Francisco, because we did the first event. It was super successful. Almost every one of the people that were at the booths, they said, when is the next event? Here is a check for the next event. So we were not planning to do it. So we ended up doing four events in the first year of our company that that had no real funding or anything like that, but we didn't have to pay a dime out of our pocket because it was all paid for. So I want to I want to jump back into the whole flip my funnel community thing, but I do have a question, and you know I'm, I'm part of a lot of different entrepreneur societies, and this question gets brought up. You know, like HubSpot created a category, Drift created a category, you created a category. What would you say to the listeners here? Like, when did you guys actually say, okay, we have to create everything around this ABM category and build it? Because that category is very, very strong. But a lot of people sometimes, I think, try and do it either too early or they create a category that nobody's going to follow. How did you guys, and when in your, in your, I guess, at what revenue and when in your company did you guys really say, okay, we're going to focus and build everything around this, this category? Um, I think that'll be great for the audience to hear. 
I think in the first year. Oh, wow. In the, in the first year, because I mean, like Flip My Funnel was in the first year of our business. Uh, yeah. We hit a million in revenue in the first year because of Flip My Funnel. If we wouldn't have done that, there's no way we would have hit a million in revenue, right? I mean, think about first time three co-founders sitting here in Atlanta at a makeshift desk trying to do something with no money raised. I mean, it's a recipe for disaster. So, you know, so, so it, 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 done that. Yeah, <laughs> so it, it wouldn't have made sense. So for us, it was very clear. Yeah. Either we go and fig- and do this, take a big step. If you truly believe in it, it's, it's yeah. ultimately a, a personal decision. Like if you truly believe that this is the big thing, it, it would be crazy. I actually wrote a blog um, uh, on LinkedIn. Like I documented the whole first year. So I'm glad people can go back and read my 2015 LinkedIn articles. Uh, because in 2015, I wrote that that when I told my co-founders, "Hey, let's call it, it's it, it's account-based marketing. Let's let's own that thing," they literally fell off the chair because they're like, "Hey, we're searching on Google. There is nothing on it." I'm like, "That's my point. Let's make it about it." Yeah. So somebody has to take it and say, "You know what? We're gonna just own it." So the later you make the decision, Sean, the harder it gets. Yeah. So yeah. use the, let's use the same example that you just used. Uh, I talked to Brian and, and Dermesh, the, the founders of HubSpot, they're yep. investors in Terminus, and they said, you guys remind of us. That's why they invested in us, even though inbound and ABM was supposed to be opposite and fine. Like, they're like, no, no, we, we love what you're doing. It makes perfect sense. Yep. So, but they said they reminded us. But think about it. The founders made that decision from the day they started the company. You think about Salesforce creating Dreamforce is the founder, like Mark Benioff made that decision. You think about, uh, you mentioned Drift, like David Cancel made that decision. So as a founder, you or CEO, you have to make that decision. This is not a marketing project. Like that's when it fails. This is not a a cute uh, initiative or campaign that you're gonna run for three months. It's a vision, It's it's part of your DNA. Yep. It's how you live by it, how you are authentic around it. Uh, you, I mean, you can't have one event where you have competitors and the other event, we're all about you, the very next event. You, you can't do that. So you have to live it and somebody has to own it. And it typically has to be either the CEO or founder of the company. Got it. So let's jump back into Flip My Funnel. Any, you know, any stories or surprises along the way in building that Flip My Funnel or at other communities you've ran in the event, any events for um, that you can share with the, uh, with the audience today? Well, community is really like, yeah, again, it's, it's part of your DNA, right? Either you are, but you can get burned out if you're running a community and building a community because community doesn't have quote unquote, a return on investment like you would have when you sell a product. Yeah. And right? that's, it always feels like the last thing that you have to do. Yeah. I'm never excited about the last thing. Like it, it's like yesterday's meal, you know, no matter even if pizza and you want to warm up, like, you know, it's never tastes as good as it actually comes out of the own, uh, like, you know, fresh, but here's the thing. I strongly believe, and I'm, you guys have probably heard me say this, which is that without a community, you're simply a commodity. And I have felt the pain of that. Like I've seen that companies have incredibly amazing product, kind of full circle back to the early comment, but never have seen the light, never have been on the shelf because they just haven't got the community to buy into it. So because if you're a truly problem-centric organization, then you will actually go ahead and build a community. You like it or not, you want it or not, it's just going to happen. Uh, but for me, it was like, it was always about creating a sense of belonging for people. So even the podcast that we run, which is a daily podcast on Flip My Funnel, I only do once a week. 
That's all I do. The rest four days are run by the community. They're all takeover Tuesday, takeover Wednesday, recorded sessions from our conference, yeah. uh, competitor videos and, and their webinars. Like we run it all. Like it is the more people are educated, the better it is. The less people, there, there is no category of one, Sean. Yeah. There's no category of one. So I think when people think about building categories, and if you find yourself, oh, if any one of you right now in zero to five million says, oh, um, we are so special that nobody else is doing what we do. Like, I'm sure somebody's thinking like that, right? Yeah. Oh, our product is just different. Like we are so <laughs> clever than everybody. We all think we are so brilliant. I'll tell you that, look, agreed, you might, you're probably very brilliant, but if you're not intentional, your brilliance is not gonna really help you. Yeah. And there is no category of one. So what helped us more than anything was creating competitors that even they didn't even call themselves ABM. We made them call themselves ABM. I said, yeah. we need you in order for this to be a real category. And when yeah. we did the conference or did the podcast or the community, we would invite media to it. We'll invite uh, the, the publishing companies to it. We'll invite TechCrunch and all these people to it so they can start writing about it. So we just, we, I mean, no analyst is going to do that for you. You have to do that. Yeah. So it's, it's a, this, there is a whole process to think about that I learned and discovered later on. But in the moment, it was like, man, let's just create, let's just have a big party. Like every three months, let's just bring as many people. And if they're not coming here, we are going to their cities and doing it because they didn't know. Why would somebody fly to a conference that they've never heard of? So we went to Austin, we went to Boston, we went to Chicago, like, went to the second tier cities to share the gospel of ABM at that point. I love it. Okay. Sadly, I've got to ask one last question. Sangram. I hate the part where we have to wrap it up. It sucks. But um, you described a couple of ways that other people get it wrong, like making this a marketing play when really it's the whole company, it's the vision from the founders. So could you share a couple of ways that you actually went wrong with this? And then uh, I think we'll have to wrap. Yeah. Well, the, the first thing we did, like before Flip My Funnel was, we said, hey, we're going to do a Terminus event. And we reached out to everybody and nobody wanted to sponsor it. Like none. And when I, a week later, when I went to this conference and bought the domain and said, hey, we're going to do a Flip My Funnel conference and you get to be a boot just like us, every one of them sponsored. So it, it really established for me like, oh my God, I'm so full of myself. I shouldn't be doing a Terminus event. We should be doing a, a community event, a conference, right? That's big. Uh, the other big problem I think that that we made a big mistake on is the fact that it we it almost took longer for us to recognize that we are actually building a category. I think if if you would have for, if you would have recognized that earlier, we would have accelerated on some of those areas. It took us long. It almost took us two and a half, three years to fully recognize that. Oh we actually have done this. Like we actually have built this, um, right? Because you're in the motions of you're in it all the day, all, every day. So you don't get a chance to look back. But I think I, I would have, I think we would have been better served if every so often we would have just taken a step back and looked at it at the landscape and put the chess pieces properly. Uh, but we were too fast, too ready to go and too hungry to, to look back. Perfect. Well, let's wrap things up. But before we do, I have one last question for you. Um, maybe let the audience know how you self-educate yourself. Do you listen to any podcasts? Do you have any favorites? 
um, any books you're currently reading and just let everyone know where they can find you. I know I can find you on LinkedIn all the time, but let everyone else know, I guess, if there's anywhere else to find you. <laughs> well, yeah, definitely LinkedIn. Uh, like it's funny, people say social, but I'm not on any other platform. LinkedIn is where you could find me. That, that's, that's where I do uh, my work. Uh, uh, we started a peak community. That's where I learned every week. There are about 10, uh, every month, there are about 10 events that we run in peak community, which is for marketers, for emerging CMOs and CMOs. So I'm part of that. So that's, uh, if you want to check out Peak Community, uh, you can see on LinkedIn and get all that info. I'm reading Crossing the Chasm by Jeffrey Moore uh, because I'm about to finish my third book on go-to-market. And uh, he his idea around how companies cross the chasm is the entry to like, well, how do, you comp- how do companies create a greater go-to-market strategy? Yeah. Uh, a question that almost every one of us ask all the time. So um, trying to put that together will launch in August. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Sam, for joining us today. And uh, this has been an absolute blast. Um, and also thank you to everybody listening. If you enjoyed the show today, don't forget to give us a five-star review wherever you're listening from and subscribe so you don't miss the next show. See you soon. And thanks again. Thank you.